Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is the episode uh, covering round seven results. Uh, my name is Heath, and the first question I ask every week is a highlight of the week. So, Josh, have you got a highlight of the week? Oh, mate, do you even need to ask? Like, yeah, I, uh, like I say, I was watching the darts too. It was amazing. <laughs> uh, 1975 all over again, mate. Uh, zero and five start. Coming through with uh, a stirring win against a resurgent Gary Ablett. And then to just give Adelaide a, probably the uh, biggest hiding in a quarter first or otherwise, that uh, I've seen of a team in recent memory. Well, I mean, it's a second game we'll cover, so we'll, we'll cover it in depth. We'll give it a good amount of time there. We've got enough time? Uh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, something I, I thought we would address straight up is uh, last week's episode didn't get to iTunes until I think it got uploaded about two hours ago. So if you've uh, just listened to that and we're covering you know last week's games and trying to predict results before they happen, then sorry about that, but iTunes fucked up. Um, but we fixed it, and hopefully this one goes out at a normal time. Yeah. Um, but we, it's also kind of unfortunate because uh, I was once it finally got uploaded, I was re-listening to it, and we actually spoke a fair bit about Louis Richards in last week's episode. Yeah, um, um, and gets released now, just you know, twenty four hours after the poor old blokes uh, passed away. Yeah, and look, um, the the thing I find a bit hard is that Louis Richards not eligible for the um, Legend Status Hall of Fame because it only takes into account. Playing uh, and coaching. Playing and coaching. Which, you know, you can make the argument for that. That's that's the rules and that's their Hall of Fame. That's fine. But to me, in terms of contribution to the game, yeah. he's head and shoulders above pretty much yeah. any other name I can think of. A beloved Collingwood captain. Let that sink in. Like, <laughs> he's a Collingwood captain that people love. Um, By other teams. The thing is, it's, everyone's saying, you know, it's so sad, it's such a loss, but he's an old bastard. He's, he's had a good innings. You know, he's lived a full life. And to be fair, I think the last 10 years, he, he hasn't really he's been, been there. Been wheelchair-bound for quite a bit. And, and yeah, a bit of dementia and everything. And uh, his uh, his daughter was talking today, and she said, you know, of, of course they're sad yeah, because he's gone. But um, in terms of they're as happy as they can be in the situation because yeah. he had such a life well lived. Yeah, he, uh, like uh, Kevin Smith says on his co- uh, podcast when somebody dies, Big bucket of win, like he, he's done a fair bit. You've you got to be happy with that uh, that innings. And how many how many blokes think when they pull on their first Guernsey think they're going to end up 95, 94 years old with a Victorian state funeral? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it uh, may as well be a public holiday. Uh, staring down his own statue, and, yeah, and that kind of stuff. And look, in terms of achievement, everything he could have dreamed of achieving, he's done. So, look, uh, it gets us all in the end. But he's managed to fill between birth and death with a hell of a lot of highlights. He's done it right. But anyway, we'll, we'll get on to the footy then. Um, in the first game last week, uh, we saw the Saners put in a really stirring fourth quarter effort to get up over GWS. Um, a weird round actually, because I think the everyone said the team on the lower on the ladder yep. won every single game. Yep. Um, and I had a look at my tips on uh, Monday. I got six. I got five, and I was the uh, leader in my tip column. Yeah, I was the leader in mine too. But I think that shows how bad I am at tipping. That you, you tip north. <laughs> No. I was going to say, I did. No. <laughs> I was oh, okay, well, there you go. Uh, um, I think, uh, yeah, I missed out on that one, and obviously two others, I can't remember which other two I missed out on. Um, did you get Carlton? I think I did. Yeah, I, I think I, 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 had Carlton. I picked Carlton. Um, I, I, I missed out on the Saints. I think I picked GWS. Yeah, I did too. But, uh, geez, they did look good, didn't they? Once they got up and running, um, GWS almost looked exposed at times. Well, do you know, they're starting to get a, a few injuries mount up. And suspensions. Well, that too. obviously Toby Green wasn't playing. Um, no, and look, that was that was a fair cop, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah he's got no complaints. Um, like, like we said last week, he, he got what he deserved. But um, mm. yeah, Jeremy Cameron and uh, Big uh, General Patton 
Uh, only three goals between the two of them. And the general didn't have much of the ball at all. Um, no. So I think they did really well just limiting their supply. And the weird part is, um, Mumford, I would have thought he would uh, give them all first use, but no, they roved him very, very well. well. Well, that's it. They gave up. They said, all right, Mumford's going to get the hit outs. You know, he's going to dominate. And uh, uh, to be honest, though, Billy Longer outdid him and outran him on the night, too. Mm-hmm. He still put his tackles in, though, Mummy. Rory Lobb was uh, actually more than handy, though, I thought. Yeah, yeah. In terms but- of helping out. But um, in terms of hit outs, Longer, 48 to Mumford's 32. Yeah, like I said. Um, he, fair hiding. And I think it was his athleticism um, that really did Mumford in. Mm. Um, it, not just in the cont- in the rucking contest, but um, Mumford trying to keep up with him running around the ground, um, tires him out, and then when it gets to the contest, you know, he, big mummy's buggered. Which has been how, um, how a lot of ruckmen have played Mumford. It seems uh, the guys that try and... You're not going to out-wrestle him, are you? No. It's just fucking stupid. No, no there's... Well, I can't really think offhand of anyone that uh, shoulder to shoulder would uh, back themselves ten times out of ten to out wrestle the bloke. Not yet. No, give, not give yet. Give Bruce another couple of years. But it's the like of uh, Acres and Billings that uh, ran riot um, for 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 the Saints. Um, for the Giants, I thought Stevie J is starting to look like this could be it for him. Yeah, I've said that before. It looks like he's running in second gear. Yeah. Um, and in a, I think that's made worse by the fact that GWS have such speed. Yeah, so he does look much, much slower by um, mm. comparison to everyone else. And plus, uh, a lot of his teammates are making those goals that he's uh, made so famous. Um, having said that, I mean, I think Heath Shaw is about the same age. He might be a year or two younger, um, but still got some great run. Um, he's having a, he's yeah. going to be his third season at GWS, and you're just about penciling him into the All-Australian already. I think they're such different roles, like... Um, oh, yeah, one's a backman, one's a forward. Yeah, Stevie but, J's got to run to make space all game. Um, he's got to try and run off his player, whereas uh, Heath Shaw is willing to just stand on the literally stand on the toes of his opponent. And but, but he just runs away. He's got that so sprint, well. but he's got time to get his I, win back as well. I think that Stevie J's you really got to put him thirty meters out from goal, and he can't move from there almost. Um, which mm. you know that that position doesn't really exist anymore. No, he's been running up uh, off the back flank almost. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think he's going to struggle. Hopefully that. Uh, you know, there's younger players at um, GWS that are putting pressure on his spot. Yeah, young uh, young Josh Kelly's one of those, and geez, he's going to look good in blue and white the, next year. The $15 million man. <laughs> I've decided every time he gets over 30 touches, his uh, price goes up by we, a million. We've got 28. Um, or so, so lucky. He's saving value. Well, we'll move on to North because there could be some, some cap space coming up for North. Um, before we get to the game, well, Lindsay's done himself a mischief. Mate, he's, he is, uh, I think, out for three. Well, and yes, out for th- he got. Uh, so for those that didn't see it, he got done for a head high bump in, look, it, in it, the it, beer hole. And the, it no was question, pure. it was a head high bump that knocked the bloke out. Um, and I think the bloke spent the night in hospital too. So he got referred straight to the tribunal, and he got three weeks. Problem is, the VFL runs a funny schedule. There's two buys in that, mm. so it's three weeks that counts as five. Because uh, even if you're suspended in the VFL, you can't play in the AFL. Yep, yep. So he's uh, five weeks out is a fair old penalty, especially when the sides just put two two wins together when you weren't playing. And look, it's deserved. Uh, the only thing that the only reason he got three weeks and not more was because the uh, camera angles in VFL aren't as good as the AFL. Well, I reckon the one I saw was probably the only camera angle mm. of it. I don't know how it could look any better on any other camera angles. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. It yeah. would look worse because it looked like it was, you could it make was the bad argument, enough. You could make the argument that it was uh, a shoulder, but from the other angle, it could easily have been an elbow. And yeah. especially with that sort of damage, it, it sounds damage-wise, in my expert opinion, as a, a paramedic and obviously uh, uh, echo car, uh, pet scan expert or whatever. <laughs> Fuck it. Um, yes, it seemed like a, a more elbow resulting than uh, a hip and shoulder. Um, I, I thought three weeks was, geez, that, that's the bottom end of what you could expect. But the fact that it turns into five, you go, yeah, yeah, it's probably fair enough. When you consider Tom Jonas last year or the year before got six for an elbow to the back of the head, yeah. this five, that's about right. But uh, to be honest, I don't think it's stopping his getting selected. Um, because a North team that's two on the trot, and in the forward line you've got um, Ben Brown, Mason Wood, Jared Wade will come back after a couple. Uh, I think one. sits out one, yeah. yeah. Um, he's straight back in. Yeah, he's absolutely dominant. Yeah, um, and a blinder. Yeah, you got those three, and then to come, you've got uh, Swallow, Pruce, 
and then Hrobat's up there, Jed Anderson. There's no room for Thompson, Thomas. Thomas, no. And I picked him at the start of the year. I thought he was going to have a big year, but it's clearly wrong. Yeah, um, because was... He was dropped on form, and besides the suspension, I think he had eight touches for the day anyway. Yeah, he hadn't done done much. So, Um, I mean, yeah, he might have been tagged or looked after, but fuck it. You're meant to be AFL standard. So, he he might be legitimately done. It seems like his head's not right. And whether that's a form thing or there's something off the field going on, I don't know. I I think it's just form. I mean, he's had form drops before. But before he sort of had that self-belief where he's like, you know, my my day will come, I'll get back into the game in a minute. Whereas now it seems like he's, he's angry at himself for not getting in the game and angry at everyone else. Maybe. I don't know. Um, I, I thought he was going to shine. But I mean, anyway. You know, he'll he'll be uh, the next Collingwood recruit for a five-year contract. <laughs> anyway, on to the good news then. Um, and like we said, North um, turned in, I'm going to say, their best quarter since Scott's been there. Oh, probably since 99, yeah. to be honest. I mean, 10 goals, 2 to nothing in the first. 10 goals, 4 to 10 nothing. 10 4, yeah. It was... Like, I, I, um, it's not on free-to-air. So I was uh, listening on the internet radio, and I didn't tune in until probably around two minutes to go in the first quarter. And I thought there was a problem with the app. Yeah. Because, you know, the app is a bit shit. A, a lot of people legitimately said that, um, that they thought something was wrong yeah. until they actually saw it went, no, they're just getting killed. Yeah. So I, I honestly thought maybe, you know, the score update's not working for the Crow side. And then I uh, clicked on uh, Triple M, I think it was, to get the uh, live broadcast. And it's like, shit, all right, no, nope, they're giving me a fucking hiding. And you know what it was is um, everything. I mean, it sounds stupid to say, but they beat them just everywhere. The uh, the forwards were dominant and kicking so cleanly. Um, managing, you know, there's a tough breeze out there. Um, well, and I know I say it all the time, but Robbie Tarrant is one of the most underrated backmen out there. How he doesn't have an All-Australian, I'm shocked. I thought he was All-Australian last year. No, he was in the squad. Didn't get the Guernsey. You sure? We'll yeah. Check on that. There's only, uh, North Melbourne's only got one All-Australian player. And it's uh, Todd Goldstein. Is it really? Yeah. Um, but the way I saw the highlights, with the breeze, and against it, uh, when Adelaide was kicking with it, they'd put someone on the far side of the contest. Yep. Um, so when it's with the breeze, you'd have the forward sort of hanging back, getting the ball over the top. Against the breeze, you'd have uh, Tarrant stepping back and taking the mark, which is, a forward is pretty commonly going to try and push the back one under the ball. Which is fine, yeah. but then he gets too far under the ball too, and the bloke behind him is like, sweet, I've got the ball and rebounding. Or in the other case, he's just grabbed sweet, I've got the ball and he's off gold side. But uh, this is one of the times where Brad Scott coached very, very well in terms of setting up that structure. I, I think so, and you're right, I've just checked it. He didn't make All-Australian last year, that's criminal. Um, but yeah, I thought it was very well coached. Um, the uh, Be able to make Rory Sloan accountable as well. Mm. Um, and that's how they beat him up. Uh, uh, as well, they, they put a lot of pressure and time into him because he's been dominating um, the last couple of weeks, especially. Oh, he's been a monster. Um, and uh, Goldstein um, really gave a clinic, I thought as well, up against Jacobs. Jacobs, um, I, I really rate him very highly, and he did get thirty-five hitouts uh, to Goldstein's thirty-nine, but he just didn't seem to have an impact, to be honest. Not, not as much, and I mean that can be said for the whole team, really. Yeah, um, I thought the only downside um, for North, I mean, besides weight getting suspended, and it, a little bit unlucky, but when you have a look back at it, you go, oh, yeah, he's gone. Because he knocked out Tom Lynch. <sighs> That's the thing. He knocked him out. Yeah. And um, look, you could. the arguments I've heard are that, uh, you know, being a Tassie ground and cold, it's harder than regular. Whatever. <laughs> you know, but the, I don't agree with the suspension. Um but that is the rule. I don't yeah. agree with the rule. Yeah, that, that's right. You and don't agree with the rule, but they've they've got the rule. And they've applied it correctly. Yeah, they didn't they didn't suspend him on a sling tackle because yeah. it wasn't a sling tackle. They it said it was a rough tackle. Dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the the thing is, he did hit his head. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, in in my mind, the rule should be more about the action rather than the result. Because uh, the same with the Libertore tackle, um, on uh, with Mumford. Yep. Uh, the yeah. action was fair. The result was a bit rough. But uh, look, it is what it is. And uh, North uh, said they looked through every possible avenue of appealing, that including lowering the downgra- lowering the yeah. grade of tackle and everything. But in the end, the best they could hope for was a one-match suspension anyway. Yeah. So, uh, it's, you know. You're right. I mean, it, you can say, you know, I know they try and say the, the double movement or, you know, the the sling and you, when you pin the arms. and But you're right. That's the rule. 
and they've been fairly consistent on it. Um, they go, you know what, you're going to wear a week because he was concussed. Yeah. Well, you know what, that's the game. And and fair enough. I mean, it might not be the best rule, but at least they've been consistent in the application of it. Mm. Um, a lot of free kicks in this game too, especially down uh, the um, Adelaide Crows forward line. Well, yeah. Um, Both ways. Young uh, young Eddie Betts got uh, a free shot, and look, that was dumb from Thompson. Yeah. Um, what I don't like about that was the umpire even said he put something on top of it. In other words, he exaggerated. Oh, of course he did. Um, but that makes me think that uh, once you start throwing those words around, you can get yourself a little reputation. You know what I'm saying? What happened with Lindsay Thomas? Well, it did, didn't it? Um, and he got a reputation for ducking and diving. Um, I'm just saying, like, everyone loves Eddie Betts, but if, if even the umpires are starting to notice it, and it didn't happen just once uh, during the game either, it can start to start to creep in. That's all I'm saying. Well, let's be honest. If Lindsay Thomas kicking those goals from the pocket like Eddie Betts, he'd still be the side and no one would care. Exactly, yeah. Um, but, jeez, uh, an amazing um, result that, yeah, I don't even think um, in your wildest dreams you would have picked, you know, the, the game was over um, at halftime. Just uh, no, it wasn't. No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I've seen North scrub bigger uh, leads than that. And... Um, I, I was not comfortable until about three minutes to go when it was a physical impossibility. <laughs> it's, and even then, I was still feeling like, come on, lads, you can ice this. <laughs> well, it's, it's almost that, isn't it? If you get up by 10 goals, you're like, if we lose from here, I'll never hear the end of it. Literally, that's my, that was my thought process. I'm like, look, lads, I had my I had my win last week that I was at the game for. I saw it. I felt good. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I still sort of thought, you know, I've seen my team win, sung the song, life's good. But then to see the team get that far ahead, I'm like, all right, lads, you've done it. You've got my hopes up now. How the f- don't 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 betray me now. Don't Just, do it. Don't, don't do, do it, it to me. Um, but yeah, the the good thing is it was a good win. Uh, losing weight for a week, at least he's not injured. Yeah, and it also may, might be good for his longevity. Yeah, it could be. Um, little Wagner though came in late to replace. Um, ah, who do you replace? I've forgotten now. I don't know. But uh, came in late um, and left early. Because he had yeah. uh, a bad ankle, so he's going to be out for I think five to six. Oh, um, it's a rough week for injuries, actually. Yeah, and he's a good little player too. So it was a, a bit unfortunate. But uh, Mason well, Wood, who's come back from injury, had yeah. an absolute belter. He had a great game, and, but that should be the expectation for Mason Wood from here on in. Now he's got his uh, body sorted. Well, um, he's always had that uh, potential reputation, yeah. and he's finally starting to deliver. And if we can keep on the park, he could be anything. Yeah, well, there's no danger of him getting dropped now. Shit, no. Um, he's, uh, yeah, he's walk-up best 22 from here on in. And uh, little Froggy Dumont, uh, he, he had a screamer. Uh, is, is he that took the nominator for Mark of the Week? Yeah. was it? Yeah, that was an amazing grab. I haven't seen the results of Mark of the Week yet, but that has to win. You know the thing that shat me, though? Uh, I watched, uh, I think it was AFL 360 uh, yeah. on Monday night. Uh, that was the only bit they talked about, the North Melbourne Adelaide match. Uh, his screamer, 35 seconds, and moved on to the yeah. next game. Like, fuck, you got a team just beat the... Flag favourites, that's, you know, round six, whatever. Um, and give them an absolute hiding in the first quarter, and that's, you just have a quick chat and done. Wow, well, it's April 360, isn't it? Robbo's got to get, hit the bar before it closes. Yeah, it can get fucked. Um, but no, it's a, a very surprising result, and I don't think Adelaide's going to be hurt by it either. I think they'll put it down yeah. as, ah, it's just a one-off aberration. Plus, down in Tasmania. Yeah, yeah I don't buy those excuses, and though, like, the grounds really make that much difference? I think it does in Tasmania solely because it's one of the few suburban-style grounds that have such a breeze. I'm going to say, yeah, maybe that's it. Like, um, you don't have that kind of breeze anymore in any of the other grounds because mm. they're so domed. Um, but still, like, it's still the same footy, you know. And it's not like North Melbourne play there every week. No, you know, that's they, true. They only play there three times a year. Um, and if it's not windy, um, then, you know, that takes it out of it. But... I, it seems to be windy every single fucking time they play down yeah. there. So I think that confused me is Proust didn't get the uh, the Guernsey. I, I, I don't know what he's done wrong. Well, he, he smashed it in the VFL. Yes. Like, this is maybe that's it. Maybe Werribee's finally winning, and they're like, uh, <laughs> "Oh no, he's not good. Not good boss. He's uh, he's going to hang around he's for a while. Going for the double." <laughs> um, I thought he might have actually this year overtaken Goldstein as the their best tap ruckman. Um, he's got but, that potential, but. Yeah, he's got great potential, but you got to play him in the ones. Like, you, Absolutely, you got to let him get beaten sometimes um, as part of his development. But it, to me, it looks AFL ready. He looked at in the first couple of rounds when he played too. Mm. Well, I think his uh, his first round he got nineteen hitouts against uh, West Coast, and he was 
probably second best on the day. But the next, uh, the round after that against GWS, it was uh, forty six odd. He had, a, he had a great game against. And he gave Mumford a fair touch up. Yeah. Um, so and, I don't know what he's done. They're going to say team balance or some shit. But um, look, I, I can see a spot in the side for him, Brown, and Goldstein. Without yeah, a doubt. Which means, door mate. Your cactus. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's been overtaken quite clearly. Is he playing in the VFL or is he injured? No, or? he's playing in the VFL. There you go. He's just, look, there's no spot for him. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that's it. If somebody can out, outwork you and, and outbeat you on talent, then you, you've got no recourse, really. Well, he's been at the side for, what, five years now? Yeah, it's five, maybe six. six. And then he, he was always almost there and then Brown emerged. And he's yeah. almost there and Mason Woods emerges. Almost there, Bruce emerges. Mate, you're a list clogger. Yeah, and yeah look, as it comes the down thing it. is, I, I do want to see him playing because his highlight reel is brilliant. Um, but I, I can't see him yeah. playing at North. His highlight reel, reel is also available on YouTube. You don't need to see it out there each week. Yeah, you know it'd be I mean? nice. But uh, look, maybe he goes to Bulldogs and gets a flag. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> Speaking of uh, troubles with the AFL app, uh, while this game was on, I was watching the Adelaide game, but the Collingwood Carlton was on. The 125 years of uh, Collingwood. There's actually a, a great article during the week where um, they took Eddie Maguire... Uh, Joffa, mm. um, God, who were the other two? Um, Peter McKenna and was it Tony Shaw? I can't remember. I think it was Shaw. Yeah. I remember. I said I saw the picture you saw with yeah. uh, Joffa with the, the game over. Oh, they, they went to the, the pub where the Collingwood Football Club was formed, mm. essentially in a secret meeting. And I, I thought it was great. And I, I love those kind of stories and um, the history behind the it. law. But uh, the AFL app looked broken because at the ten minute mark, they were still showing nil all. Um, I, I switched over quickly during one of the breaks and saw, yep, yep, no, it's nil all. That's the way it is. <laughs> a, uh, another good uh, banner from Carlton, though. Oh, aren't they killing it? They're doing really well. Uh, ever since the, um, and it's the same bloke who did the uh, uh, Bueller's Day Off hovercraft one. The got right. panned. Yep. Um, he uh, decided, he just had a, that bloke had just had a, a baby the, a couple yep. of nights before, so he's a bit fucked up. <laughs> so he's claiming that was an aberration. Right. And blaming the kid. Good on him. But uh, since then, he's knocked out the park. And with this one, they, they've just talked about all the yeah. the uh, milestones that Carlton managed to destroy them on in the in the grand finals. Well, they said, uh, first off, you know, thanks for, you know, 34, 56, yeah. you know, uh, 78, whatever the years were, I can't remember. And then on the back, 125 years since we first beat you. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I, I love the whatever. It just, yeah. that, that sold it for me. And uh, then they managed to beat him on the ground too, and look good doing it. Didn't they? Um, hustle. It was all about the hustle all day. Um, they worked damn hard. Um, and Daisy Thomas, oh, turning yeah. back the clock. Isn't that the uh, just the knife in the back that uh, as bad a week as Collingwood had, that was, well, that's probably well, the second worst thing I after Lou it. Richards. But it's, uh, it's even worse to see someone who left you and then, at one stage, you're glad they left, yeah. and then to see them turned up well, on that I, moment. I still think that uh, Colin, <coughs> Carlton are behind on that deal. Um, oh, yeah. But he's come out, and you saw that he's wiped the... Um, yeah, he took the claws the out. claws out of his contract. Um, but it also means... The, the clause was, if he played a certain amount of games, he got yep. an extension. But it also means now that uh, they can select him without worrying about triggering that clause. Yeah, yeah. Yep, that, that's a, a, a good way to look at it. The other way was, if I was Carlton, I would have sacked him the next morning. <laughs> You're not playing anymore, champ. We don't have to worry about it. Fuck off. Stick the boot in. But, uh, yeah, little um, uh, Petrocchi Seaton got the uh, rising star norm. Got the nod, yeah. And he's, he's had a good couple of games. Um, he's been this very handy. Like, he's just one of those little um, jack-of-all-trades. Yeah, yeah. Pops up here and... Um, again, like we said with Carlton all year, effort. They mm, can never mm. be faulted for their effort. Um, execution and skills down, letting them down a bit. Um, but that's what this one was. It was just effort all around the ground. Mm. And look, in the past, we've also uh, stuck it to Buckley for his coaching. And this is going to be no different because... Uh, <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Last week, uh, Gibson absolutely toweled up um, Selwood. Gave, yep. him, gave him an absolute belting. So this week, Mark Murphy's starting to get a bit of the ball. Nah, fuck it. Just run off him. Gibson never went near him after the first five minutes. Greenwood? Uh, Greenwood, sorry. I was, I was thinking like Gibson. No, Sam Gibson didn't play against him. No, yeah, no, Levi Greenwood. Levi Greenwood. Uh, you yeah. know. The other turncoat for you. That's what you're trying to think of. Josh Gibson or Levi Greenwood. Yeah, I had him, I had him filed under cunt. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so Greenwood, who had a, a brilliant tagging game against uh, Silwood, who's, you know, no slouch. Yeah, oh, and no. look in terms of uh, blokes you think can impact a game. Right now, I've still got Selwood ahead of Murphy. 
Yes, yes, I believe that Mark Murphy would as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> Give it five years, and it might be different. But uh, at this stage, but why? Why not? I don't know. Tag the motherfucker, as they said about uh, Mitchell. Put a cunt. Well, on. that's what they would have expected. <laughs> do the unexpected. I, I really hope that's what Buckley's mind frame was about. I'd love it if it was. Like uh, Greenwood's gone, boss, should I go to him? No, no, no. That's what they'll expect. <laughs> I want you to run off him. It's a you, you sure, mate? Blackadder-esque. <laughs> um, Blackadder goes forth and, you know, we're going to charge at him just like we have the last 27 times. Really? You're like, yes, it's the last thing they'll expect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. But yeah, so Murphy, he, he did get uh, 30 touches, which was game high, but they were... Th- Probably 20 quality ones. Yeah, really. Not a lot of back and forth. Um, although Adams, I thought, was really good. Yeah, Taylor Adams. Um, especially when uh, Trelaw has been the, the best player for Collingwood by a mile this year. Mm, um, he had and, a quiet one. Yeah, exactly. He had a bit of a quiet one. Um, so if he's been quiet, it's good to show that uh, Adams can um, step up. But in fact, you can't rely on Trelaw every fucking week. No. Um, and th- they've done that with Pendlebury too. If Trelaw and Pendlebury are kept quiet... Collingwood are going to lose. Wow, I'm going to say they're they're two uh, gun midfielders. Yeah. I mean, that's going to happen. But like we've said so often, it's not your best five that win you games. It's your next fifteen. It's your average. Uh, you say that, but you know, um, there's some games where sometimes the best one does enough. Well, know? yeah, when the best one is just <laughs> buddy <the> alpha. <laughs> um, but I mean, that's uh, that's a nice couple of wins for uh, Carlton and uh, Collingwood. Go from knocking off who they knock off last week, uh, Geelong to losing to Carlton. So I think that's going to be the type of year Collingwood's going to have. Imagine Collingwood's, uh, at the start of the year when they put their aspiration board together or whatever the fuck they're doing. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah, and their goals for the year. Um, you'd imagine winning the Anzac Day game. Yep. That'd be out there. Yeah, nah. Cross. Uh, winning the 125-year celebration and also beating the filth. Yeah, cross. Making finals. Those are their three. And, look, mate, I think it's three strikes and out. Yeah, I uh, we, we spoke about before your you set the line at round seventeen. Yeah, I might have overbet. <laughs> I, I could honestly see them going all the way through to round twenty three as a matter of principle, and then Buckley resigning because I, I don't think they want to sack him. I think they're going to let him resign. No, the one I think he'll resign before the end of the season. Just get someone else in there, and probably Studio. Um, but what uh, what I'm going to find funny is Eddie's hitched his trailer so much to Buckley. Of course, yes. Will he just, at one stage, throw him right under the bus? Wow. Really do turn. Well, look... It would make a great movie. Well, let's say, Eddie, he's survived in the cutthroat business of uh, football broadcasting and football uh, presidency, so I dare say he does have a few bodies in his way, <laughs> and there would have been a few blokes thrown under that bus. He's from um, Broadie, I'm sure he does. Because in the end, Eddie, like uh, most blokes who uh, go to work in a suit and tie, is out for Eddie. Yeah, and, you know, who can blame him? Well, look got to get your Mercedes paid somehow. Don't you? Um, on to the Eagles, which got a win away from home against Port. Um, it, it's a funny old game, this one, because Eagles always, like especially on the scoreboard, always looked in control. But when you have a look at the inside 50s, you go, geez, that's a discrepancy in favour of Port. It was the really, third quarter. But really, it was Port just had, that's just the way the game was played. It was played at Port's end. Mm. And it, just the way the team set up. And then, you know, West Coast broke out and had Lacroix kicking goals and uh, Kennedy was presenting well. Even Jack Darling took some nice grabs, which is unusual for him. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess it's a mid-season game, really, so he can do that. But um, it's funny with the, the the amount of power they've got in their forward line, West Coast, how they don't blow other teams out of the water. But this was also their accuracy is what uh, got them above the line. Yeah, 15-7 versus 12-15. Yeah. Although you're a... Ver- you just reverse that. Uh, it, Port get another couple of goals and a couple of points. They win. But, you know, you could make that argument any week. Yeah, I'm going to say. Um, and I, I like playing that game too. I always do it. <laughs> just re- reverse the points and the goals just to see. Um, but I do think that um, it, it was a grinding win for West Coast. It wasn't as flash. But um, Port are a quality side, so mm. um, there's nothing wrong with a grinding win at all. I think that's uh, actually beneficial to West Coast. The fact that they couldn't just blast the team away with uh, kicking you know, te- five goals in five minutes kind of thing. Yeah. They were able to grind out a win, which is what teams need to be able to do. Yep. Um, big uh, Charlie Dixon's kicked three. Uh, I think that's his biggest return for the year too. Hmm. Um, and that's no slouch of a back line um, down at West Coast. Yeah, so. no. 
Um, that's not a bad effort from him. But th- they need, like, he should be doing that week in, week out. And he yeah. sort of, sometimes you'll have plenty of the ball and get two goals, one, and you just think, well, I'm not 100% convinced on him yet. Well, um, a move that has paid off is Wingard in the middle. He got 34 touches. Being forced into that a little bit because Robbie, kicks. Because Robbie Gray is uh, injured. And I think they've said that he's, they're just going to keep playing Robbie Gray anyway. I don't get it. Um, I, yeah, I, I think he's too good to play injured. I mean, I, I know he's kicking goals, and he, he last week, wasn't it, when he kicked four goals, five and a quarter or something stupid like that? Yeah, this week he got 15 touches, and that, that were decent enough touches, but he's too injured to tackle, and he's the, the forward pressure just is not there. You can get away with it against uh, the lesser sides um, like they did the other week, but... I, I just I, I don't know why they insist on playing him. No, I don't get it either. When you've got a, a bloke who is an out-and-out champion, yeah. um, he, he's one of those guys who's in the uh, All Australian conversation every year, and he's, he's legit, Brownlow. He's legit top five in the in the in the league. Mm. Legit. Give him a couple of weeks off, rest up. Yeah, and I mean, they're a side that's going to be looking to play finals, mm. and you don't want to just make finals and say, "Yeah, we made it," and then go home. Yeah, like you want to actually have a real crack, and they can't have a crack at. Um, in the finals without Robbie Gray mm. playing 80% of the game in the middle. But if he's playing week to week, it might be eight weeks till he recovers. And in that, you also run the risk of making the injury worse and it becomes 12, 14. Yeah, exactly. Um, give him five weeks off, yeah. let him recover, and then come back and tear it up. There's probably more to it, but I, yeah, like I said, I just don't understand it. I think it's a, a bit of a mistake. I don't know. Maybe he's got one of those trigger clauses in his contract like <laughs> Daisy Thomas. Could be something like that. Um on to uh, definitely the other game I didn't pick the result of is uh, Gold Coast. Mate, anybody picks this knows nothing. Yeah, putting on a clinic against uh, Geelong. Um, Looked look like, I mean, it, the game was close, but it always felt like it was played on Gold Coast terms. Yeah, I, I did see uh, if you put a, a tenner on the round this week and picked all nine, you got uh, $30,000 gamble responsibly. Yeah. No, gamble ir- irresponsibly. It's more fun. Um, yeah, with someone else's money, even better. Put your, put your house on it. Um Selwood and Dangerfield both kept under 30 touches. Been a while since that's happened. Mind you, Dangerfield 29 um, and Selwood 24. Um, so that's it's got to say that's a win for the young Gold Coast side. Well, yeah, shit yeah. Especially when uh, Ablett's managed to get enough of the ball too. He got uh, 32. Well, which is low for him for the last well, month. Well, that's true. Um, Mitch Duncan managed to get a bit of the ball though. He did. He did he, right, didn't he? He's turning out pretty well. He's having a good year, Mitch. Yeah, he's doing really well. Um, I, I don't mind the way he plays either, to be honest. No, nah, he, um, geez, he attacks the ball hard. Mm-hmm. Um, big Tommy Lynch, um, eight shots a goal. is a good, good night out, uh, especially against that. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection. Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Stacked back line. Three goals, five is eh, a little bit off, but... Yeah, um, it's less than optimal, but at, uh, at least he's having a crack at the goal. Um, getting plenty of opportunities. And like we said, you know, you got... Um, I know Lockie Henderson pulled out before the game. Um, but you still got Mackie down there, and uh, was Lonigan playing? I think he was. Hmm. Um, what surprised me was uh, Aaron Black was playing after a, well, mediocre uh, outing. <laughs> but I uh, got a couple of goals, and, you know, wasn't uh, wasn't too bad. 15 touches. Good enough to keep himself in there? Just... Um, I think what keeps him in is he got five marks and uh, two tackles. Those are the key things for me in terms of his game because yeah. he, he's a skillful player and he always has been, but he's been a bit, I don't know, I'm I'm good enough, I should be picked every week rather than actually trying to tear games apart. I think he's a toiler. I mean, that, that's what he does. Um, oh, no, he's got some brilliant snaps. Like, um, he, he's 
crazy talented. He's just not a uh, not a bloke that applies himself very much. Yeah. Um, even though Geelong lost, I think uh, Zach Tui might be putting his hand up as uh, one of the best recruits of the year. Um, he's done all right. Yeah. He's, and you knew he was just the way he plays and how hard he runs. Um, but uh, yeah, there's no real surprise there. I think he's just a bit of a champion. Um, but this is good from Gold Coast because they were disappointing last week. So they're bringing out their best for their home crowd, and that can only be uh, good things for them. And uh, now they hop onto the plane, I think, and they're off to China now. Yeah, I, the thing is too, they're starting to play some attractive football. Like they're not just ambled Ablett every yeah. every damn time, which you know, it's still part of the game. Don't get me wrong, but when you've got Ablett on your team, that's what you do. But uh, the other guys stepping up, like you know Hall, Harbrow, Barlow. They're all looking pretty good. The young players like Barlow. Yeah. <laughs> the other players. The other one. Oh, you didn't say young. I just thought I'd throw it in there. <laughs> um, on to the next game, which is the Bulldogs and the Tigers. And look, all the talk has been around the last 30 seconds um, with the deliberate out-of-bounds. Um, like I said to everyone, I wish it wasn't paid just because that last contest would have been great. Just to see him try and irk through a goal with the throw-in right in the forward pocket. Um Look, was it the right decision? No, it well, wasn't. Yeah, it look, could have been. But I'm not blaming the umpires for that. Yeah, it's the, I, it's the rule that's fucked. Yeah, um, I, I didn't like it being paid. Um, having said that, look, um, the the last goal that Richmond got with uh, Jack Rewalt was clearly holding the ball anyway. So mm. it, it's probably the right result in the end. But I mean, those decisions happen. I just I would have liked to see that last 30 seconds with the the game on the line. Mm. Having said that, the kick coming out from fullback where uh, Marcus Adams. Took an absolute monster of a grab. Mm, um, a specimen. Yeah. yeah. Um, with, uh, you know, people hanging off him. Jesus was a, a great effort um, for him to mark that one. Um, but, again, another great toiling game from the Tigers. What I th- was really impressed with, um, the Tigers obviously, you know, could have won it in the last 30 seconds. Um, Dusty Martin wasn't brilliant. Um, he had his moments, but um, I know what you mean. He wasn't... Um he won't get votes for this game. No. And some of the other, like the Tigers when they went 5-0, and some games they won just because Martin was brilliant. Um, he wasn't brilliant. And if he was, they would have won this game too. Yeah. Um, but you're right, he had his moments. Um, but I think that speaks more for a more rounded effort from the Tigers in total. Hmm. Um, but, you know, if he put up a little bit more, they, they might have got over the line. But, yeah, don't blame him for oh, that. Butler's goal too. He's brilliant, isn't he? How good was that? He's, He's what a find. He is looking pretty good. Um, um, even with uh, Revolt's uh, got four, I believe. Yeah, he kicked four. He looked pretty good too. But uh, Butler, that was uh, that was unexpected. He, he's becoming a real uh, real handy name. I'm just checking it. So he's 20. He might be too old for Nab Rising Star. Um, I'm not sure if it's you have to be under 20 or something. Like under that. 21 I, at the start of the season. 21. So he would have been under 21 at the start of the season. Um, so he, he might still be uh, still be eligible. If so. He, I, he should get a nomination before the end of the year. Um, I, I reckon he's just turning into such a reliable player um, in his first proper year of AFL. Been on the list for a little bit, but uh, his first time getting um, consistent games. Um, Stringer's uh, run into a little bit of mischief with his knee, um, but it looks like he, he hasn't got the worst news. He'll be out for a couple of weeks, though. Um, but that's just, uh, just what Bulldogs do, don't they? Get injuries, yeah. keep going. Don't worry about it. And I don't think it'll affect his game either. He seems like the sort of player where he's not going to think tentatively about the knee or whatever. He's just going to... He's so instinctive. He's not going to worry about that. He's flat out or not at all. Exactly. And sometimes it's not at all, which is frustrating (laughs) to watch. Yeah, well, he did get dropped last year, but it all worked out in the end. Um, Yeah, not a bad showing from the Tigers. Didn't get the the result, but still, uh, I think they're in the right direction. Well, they're still a little scrappy, but uh, compared to where they were probably last year, uh, or even the year before, I, I think their game plan is coming together nicely. Yeah, and yeah. a little Daniel Rioli too. He's when you when you're entering the field with Rioli yeah. uh, under your name, or as your name, it's uh, a big thing to live up to. I think he's gonna. On to the next game, which is the Swans putting it on um, against uh, Brisbane. Um, I was happy with this one. I unfortunately I didn't have a, a bet on the game because I don't gamble at all. Um, yeah, just rarely do. Um, but if I had an account. I said before the game, Buddy's going to kick uh, half a dozen at least. In fair, you say that every week. I do. Um, but this week I was right, so that's why I'm pointing <laughs> it out. Um, I always point out the ones I get right. The ones I got wrong, I pointed out as well. Lindsay Thomas, I picked for a big year. <laughs> Turns out it's not going to happen. Um, well, but I might yeah. have a big year in Werribee. Um, it, it was there for Bud 
um, to take over. And geez, he kicked, uh, I think, four in the first or something like that. And four for the rest of the game. And kicking him from everywhere. Well, the, they did talk it up a bit, though. Like, he's uh, he's dropped one from the uh, edge of the square. Like, oh, he's gone 80 metres. I'm like, hang on. Yeah, it's, it's about 10 metres beyond the 50, and it's bounced through. I, so let's not uh, gild the lily. It was a great goal. Yeah, there's no need to exaggerate. Yeah. Like, a 60-metre goal is fucking impressive. Yeah, yeah. Just leave it at that. Um, it's, I'd like to do, a, like, an instructional um, for people new to the game and show them, you know, this is the arc. This is the 50-metre mark. Uh, this is 50 metres from goals. One step further, that's 51 metres from goal. One step further than that, that's 60. <laughs> you know, one step beyond 60, that's 75. And that's how the AFL works. So we need like a glossary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so when, when you say, uh, is, is Dave going to play this week? You know, there's a 50-50 chance. Yeah, which is a 70-30. Yeah, but he's he, not. He ain't playing. <laughs> um, you know, we're taking this one week at a time. Um, fuck knows what we're doing. <laughs> Coach doesn't even know. Yeah. Um, who, who we play next week? Yeah. <laughs> The, the Swans were always going to do this eventually, though, weren't they? Well, it was against Brisbane. Yeah. So, and it was still at the SCG. So, this is what... But, I mean, they lost to Carlton last week. Yeah, yeah. But that was... Uh, at the MCG. Which is, you know... Different. A, a better <laughs> ground that they play. When you're at home against a team that is so far below where they should be, yeah. like Brisbane were, and like Sydney were, I suppose... Um, Sydney have the team they should be just doing this to yeah. everyone at the SCG um, which sets up next round for an amazing round but um, even so I don't think uh, the Lions were actually pants as badly as you might think um, Pepperoni he had a decent one I liked him I've yeah. always liked Pepperoni um, he comes in and out a little bit um, of the side or of form um, but he's played a couple of good games against Hawthorne especially so that's why I notice him more yeah you go, yeah he's not too bad you know that Pepperoni kid yeah, he's all right. Um, but uh, for, for me, the Swans, still, there's still some problems there. Like, oh, their, many. Their midfield didn't dominate, and they still haven't dominated this year. Um, like, Josh Kennedy only had 20 touches, and he's usually 30 before he wakes up. Um, and it was the first game back for Jared McVeigh. And he, I mean, playing a little bit down back when the ball's not there as often, um, but still just the 15 touches. Um, you know, only Lukey Parker got above 30, but he looked good, though. Yeah, I feel sorry for Parker. He's the bloke that's been just crucified by a stupid ad. <laughs> I don't think he cares. Do you think he's doing all right? Do you think every time they're sledging him on the field, they're just like, Parker? I would. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be doing it right in his ear every chance I got. Yeah, mate, you're on Parker. Oh, really? Do I have to stand Parker? <laughs> oh, the poor I, bastard. You I think that, you know, you can do that to certain players and try and sledge them. Um, and, you know, it will come up in uh, a couple of other games later on. Um, but hmm. th- there's a few players you don't sledge. And I think, like... Buddy Franklin's one Bu- of them. Buddy Franklin's one of them for two reasons. One is you don't want to get him fired up because when he gets in a mood, he he basically tells you what he's going to do. I'm going to swing around on my left and kick this from 60. Hmm. And there's not a damn thing you can do about it. But the other thing is if you're going to try and sledge him, then you have to explain it to him. And it's just... <laughs> God, I mean, it takes, it takes so time. long. Yeah. So long. Um, but uh, yeah, Sydney have uh, finally started and hopefully they won't go too far from here. Um, on to the next one. On to the robbery of the round. <laughs> the, the robbery. <laughs> no, I, I don't think it's a robbery if you leave your car open with a sign that says keys in ignition. <laughs> and that's what Melbourne did, especially in the first quarter. Like, they were woeful. I couldn't believe how bad they were handballing to stationary targets. It looked like Hawthorne of every other week. I just, I, Melbourne are a frustrating side. Look, the, the argument being thrown around is, oh, if they had Gorn, if they had Spencer, they'd have won. Yeah. yeah, they didn't. Yeah, if they had Robbie Flower, if they had Ron Brassi, you know, they're not playing, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, if you had the cheat code on, yeah. And it's not like Ben McAvoy dominated either. Well, he did. He had, what, 50-plus hitouts? Yeah, well, that's not too bad. That's <laughs> the most dominant match I've ever seen. 53 he had. He's, he's had a good couple of weeks. Um, but he uh, he wasn't the difference in, in the in the two sides. Um, I thought, actually, Hawthorne played pretty poorly. There was... Uh, what they are really failing to do is um, they get a mark on half forward is hitting that little 20 meter lead up straight um, you know down the lines they're just not they don't have the confidence to take that kick so what they're doing is just go back nah nothing nothing alright I'm going to kick it 50 meters down the line to a contest and the difference was Hawthorne took marks like well, Timmy O'Brien and McAvoy took about 10 contested marks between them O'Brien especially in the last 10 minutes was brilliant he's amazing um, I think the last 10 minutes, Hawthorne did play the way we've seen them in previous seasons. 
which was mainly get it to Burgoyne, let him do something <laughs> smart. There is no better player ever in the final five minutes of a game than Sean I think Burgoyne. that's fair call. Um, and he just does it time and time again. And that last um, foray forward where he was the only one that um, picked up the ball clean and sidestepped through. And then the final contest when it came in high and long and Ruffy just went, I am thumping the shit out of this. Mm. I think it was one coming through, uh, I think it was a Will Langford goal. <laughs> Not bad. That was pretty good. Not bad. For, especially for a bloke that can't hit a target anywhere else on the ground. <laughs> to hit this little dribble kick. What, what was amazing about it was he had time to consider it. And he had to think about it. Because you see those dribble goals um, when they bend it around, um, where a few players just throw it on the boot and we'll see what happens. Mm. He went, I, no, I want to pass, I want to pass it. Fuck, I can't. All right, here we go. Um, and to do it through traffic was uh, just amazing. And everyone made the comparison to his goals in uh, 2014. Um, so if he can find that form again, I'll be very happy. I think sometimes, though, with those dribble goals, the success is so unlikely that there's no pressure on it. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, the, the pressure's off. Especially but... for a bloke like him where you're like, come on, mate. It's <laughs> uh, like uh, like the other week we were at the footy and the uh, old mate behind us has gone, Hans has got no fucking chance kicking this. <laughs> yeah, bang. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, it gave a little smirk. Um, but it, the funny thing was, uh, Langford was actually dropped for this game too. Um, only got in because Jago Amira was uh, injured again. Mm. Um, who would have thought Jago Amira would miss games through injury this year? Yeah. Without anything happening. Um, unfortunately, might see uh, Pedro drop out of the side as well. He's, um, when you get spanked by McAvoy, it's not good for you. <laughs> well, yep. he's, he's, um, he's a forward, though. He's not a ruckman. No, but he's playing that. And it, him being there does free up Jack Watts. Well, I thought Jack Watts did all right in the ruck contest. Like, I thought he's he, better than Pedro. Yeah, he, he wasn't thrown around, which you'd expect playing against a bloke 20 kilos heavier. And it's probably more an indictment on McAvoy, to be honest, that he wasn't throwing him around. Yeah, he's not quite mean enough. Yeah, a little bit too slow. But I thought it was a, a half-decent game from Jack. Do you want it? He's, he's yeah. doing that, I'm not a ruckman, but I'll do it if I have to roll very well. well he's doing he, a, a ruck over He's calling. And I... Honestly, I've said it before that I think it's the lack of expectation on him. Could be. Because uh, since day one, he's had this expectation slash bullseye right on his back. And now it's like, look, mate, I know this isn't your role, but uh, take one for the team. Maybe a bit of a two that people have forgotten that he was the number one draft pick. Um, and, and that stigma that goes with it. you know, Or that expectation, I should say, rather than stigma. Well, I guess he's the number one draft pick that hung around. Yeah, yeah, that too. Um, having said all that, I thought uh, Frost playing uh, full-back or centre-half-back was just about best on ground um, for, for Melbourne. And his running in straight lines through traffic was uh, amazing. Um, when you get the rebound out of the back line for that, uh, unfortunately, some of his teammates couldn't uh, couldn't help him out. Yeah. Actually, yeah. The other one I liked was uh, Jordan Lewis. He almost was the difference in the end. Yeah, he very nearly was. Um, geez, he's such a, a cool, calm and collected in a crisis. And that reliable left boot um, from uh, for set shots. Sometimes it, it seems he's too cool. Like, he's got a player bearing down on him. He's 40 out, and he he just seems to sort of take his moment, have a breath, and then put the ball in the boot. And he's going, mate, you're about to get fucking tackled. <laughs> Hodge does the same thing. They're, they're both like that. that it's, it's a quiet confidence. Yeah. Well, to me, it's like uh, when you're driving, you have a bubble around the car. Yep. And you have a you know space leave in France, space for the side, whatever. Um, and they have that bubble around themselves. Yeah. For a normal player, you, someone gets within that one metre bubble, they're like, fuck, got to kick it. They're panicked, yeah. Whereas for Lewis and Hodge and some of those blokes like it, they've got uh, a 10 centimetre bubble, and if they're like a metre, he's like, ah, got another step. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's uh, Josh Gibson used to be like that. Unfortunately, the people just aren't respecting his bubble anymore. He got caught holding the ball at least three times. He he is a liability at the moment. I think so. Um, he's. I think he's... He is the lucky one that Birchall's been injured again. Mm. Um, he's going to miss nearly two months because I, I can't see what's justifying his place in the side over Caden Brand. No, the thing is, you can you can be a contributor, and he has been for several years. And then you can be someone who's not contributing enough, yep. which he has been for the first few rounds. But then you've got someone who's a negative on the side, who's actually turning the ball over more than he's getting the ball. Yep. And to me, that's where he's at. I'd have to check his uh, official rating points because I know that can go into the negatives. Um, he might be dangerously close to zero mm. on those rating points. Um, but you're right. I, I think some of the times, like, he just, he didn't look like he belonged. Um, and even, you know, he, he managed to free himself up to be the third man up in contests, and he just couldn't get the height needed. Mm. I mean, fair enough, you know, Hogan and uh, Pedersen up forward are 
quite big targets, but uh, yeah, that's the way it goes. How old is he now? About 33. I'm oh, probably going to get a two-year contract at Collingwood then. Yeah, two or three. Yeah, not too bad. Um, and the final game of the round was uh, the Dockers and uh, Essendon. I'll be honest, I didn't think Essendon would put up this good of a show, um, but ran out of legs at the end. Well, it's to be expected. Yeah. Um, Essendon still aren't quite there. Well, as I said, you know, the emotion's going to get them for the first couple of months, but once that emotion wears out and the grind starts getting in um, for a team that hasn't played together uh, all that all that much. Um, but still the expectation, that they've achieved more than they thought they would this season. The Anzac Day game was, uh, to me, enough for them to say this season's been good. Well, round one and Anzac Day. Yeah. Th- that's what they wanted. Round one was the big emotional one. Um, Anzac Day is still, you know, the... the uh, Tent pole on their on their season. Um, we tried to come at the G as well, but I don't think they're gonna. It's not as cutthroat with uh, yeah. Richmond. Um, but uh, for for Frio, um, Bradley Hill had his best game in purple. Um, geez, I tell you what, we could do with some run <laughs> from him at Hawthorne uh, this year. He's been good all season though. Yeah, he's he's really enjoyed it. You know, being home and playing with his brother, even though I think his brother was injured this week. Mm. Um, but uh, he picked up uh, what do you have thirty odd touches. Uh, Hill 37. Just the 37, yeah. Uh, with a sneaky goal. And out of that 37, 30 kicks. Yeah, a lot of those were uh, on target. So he yeah. had a, a good... Um, Put someone on him, you reckon? You know. Well, he had 62% efficiency, so Probably. he's done pretty well there. Yeah, okay, that's down a little bit actually, isn't it really? Only three contested possessions, which means... Uh, Outside. Put someone on him, but uh, if he's got a metre and a half on you, you yeah. ain't catching him. But uh, yeah, you say that like only three contested possessions, but that's his job. Oh shit! Yeah, I wasn't, that wasn't criticism. No, I mean, no, it's just he's the way playing he the plan he's supposed to play. Um, and he can't get uh, contested possessions because you, you know, a stiff breeze would blow him over. Mm. Um, and and that's uh, Fife's job. <laughs> well, yeah, well, Fife had fifteen of his twenty-six possessions uh, contested with a seventy-seven percent efficiency. Isn't that amazing? That got uh, that BT stats. Yeah. <laughs> Frio have uh, put in a, a hard-fought effort. Um, and uh, Fife was third or fourth on their list of possession getters. He was efficient, though. Like His yeah. possessions, every one of them mattered. And he gets watched, obviously. That's why Lockie Neal can get out for a lazy 40. Yeah, he was going at 80%, so he's even more effective. And what about the uh, marking of Tabner? Been waiting uh, uh, for a long time for that, uh, Frio. I think he's almost more dangerous than Cam McCarthy. Um, you reckon? Yeah, at the minute, I think so. Um, well, I mean... And I literally mean at the minute. Well, yeah. Uh, he's still, you know, he's had uh, his ups and downs in the past, but um, he's putting it together this this week at least. Well, he got a sneaky four. It's not a bad effort. And yeah. that was strong marks he, he took, um, which uh, can only bode well for him. Yeah. And uh, Danaher decided to actually go in the middle of the sticks this week. How'd he go? Uh, three straight. I think he had it an out full as well, but uh, you know, whatever, three straight. It's good. It's what the scoreman, uh, scoreboard seat shows. Well, he, he needed it after what he won six or whatever it was. I think it was zero six. Zero six was it? You know, and maybe the difference um, last week too. So, mm. um, it's a step in the right direction for him. Um, they'll uh, they'll regroup this week when they're back at home. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's round seven. Uh, shall we look forward and give our expert tips for round eight? Seeing as we were, you know, both leading our our tipping comps last week. Um, so first off, we've got West Coast at home to the Bulldogs. Uh, that's a tough road trip for the Bulldogs, but uh, last time they were there, of course, they knocked them off. This is a tough round in total, to be honest. The, the last round was tough because of so many upsets. This is because so many could go either way. Yeah, yeah, um, including this one, the West Coast Bulldogs. I'm on West Coast just because it's a domain stadium. Yeah. And I think Bulldogs are coming up for a six-dayer. Six it's going to be a, a yeah. bit of a tight one. Um, I think West Coast as well. Uh, you know, at, at home, like you say, is, is such hard. But um, I think they might be able to stem the running of the, of the Bulldogs. Um, and uh, they'll make the most out of uh, a small ruck advantage. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, obviously I love the uh, the West Coast uh, midfield. So um, Two West Coast there. Uh, Hawthorne are hosting the Lions down in Tassie. Uh, Mitch Robinson's out for a good couple of months, which actually mm. takes something out of the Lions' side. So you'd expect uh, Hawthorne to do this one, but Lions have been putting in some plucky efforts. The only reason I'm tipping Hawks is because it's down there. Yeah. Uh, down in Tassie. Well, we lost uh, by 75 this, last time we were there. <laughs> if this is at the Gabba, I would have honestly tipped the Lions. But uh, no, I'm... Uh, the, I, I the, might be with you on that one, you know. The wild card for me is uh, Stefan Martin. He had a good week this week. Yeah. Uh, with, uh, I think, 40-plus hitouts. 
I think it'll give McAvoy a fair touch up. It, I think uh, it's going to be a test for McAvoy because he's had a he's had a good the last couple of weeks against uh, numpties against nobodies. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, not the last couple of weeks, but the West Coast game and um, obviously last week against Melbourne, who were sporting no ruckman. Um, so if you can make him accountable, um, that might hurt. Um, Eddie had Stadium for St Kilda and Carlton. Could tough be, one. Could be tough. I think if Carlton can drag St Kilda down, they're, they're a chance. I'm, I'm not going to tip them, but they're a chance. I, I think if Carlton are willing to outwork the Saints, which is fucking tough because the Saints a work tough hard. Call. Yeah, they are a um, hard-working, hard-running side. It's going to be whoever is willing to just... Sweat the sweat themselves to the point where they're bleeding, yeah. uh, and both sides will be seeing this as a winnable game, and both sides should be trying to win this game. So, I'm going to go the Saints just because I think uh, slight edge in momentum. Um, Saints, I, I don't believe that they'd take this easy either, um, and that's the only way that I think Carlton can outwork them. And if Saints underestimate them, but mm. I think they're they're too much on a roll, um, and they'll uh, they'll get that one. Um, there are probably two teams, in the, or maybe three teams in the AFL that the Giants have legitimate hate for, um, and Collingwood's certainly one of them. And they'll mm. host Collingwood at uh, Spotless Stadium um, on Saturday. I honestly think the Giants could make this 100-point thrashing. Ooh, I, I, yep. I'll, I'll go north of 70. Yeah, which probably means they'll get done. But uh, though, if there's one game this round where you think this should be in the bag, this is it. Um, if it was 100... Do you think the pressure goes up then and it puts a clock on Bucks or is he just absolutely no worries? No, nah, he's on the clock already. Yeah. I think he's got um, probably maybe a month. If he gets no wins until the bye, he's cactus. Yeah, it could be, could be, could be tough. But if he, if he manages to get uh, one or two, he'll go through probably to around 17. Uh, Essendon and Geelong at the MCG. Um, Essendon will have rested a few players last week. Um, and the Cats coming off back-to-back losses too. So uh, on paper, it's third versus 12th. And I, I think it might look like that. In, no, uh, in I think it's going to be a bit closer with uh, Essendon players coming back a bit fresh. I still think Geelong are going to have it. Um, but I, I don't think it'll be so easy for them. I think they're going to find it a bit of a, a tough going for a bit. Um, I, I like the Cats' tolls. I think they're going to... Um, mm. And Joey Danaher is going to be against some real talent too. Uh, especially if Lockie Henderson comes back. I think he's been very handy as a key position backman um, for, for the Cats. But if he comes back, it'll change things. If they play their backman down the back. Um, yeah, that as well. Um, Melbourne and the Crows at Adelaide Oval. Jeez, if there was ever a week I wouldn't like coming up against the Crows oh, at Adelaide yeah. Oval, it's this week. They're um, going to be angry at home and wanting to come out of the blocks like fucking red, uh, pissed off bulls. Um, Melbourne should be angry as well for the effort they put in last week. I uh, think they're going to be embarrassed. I th- it, well, traditionally they play okay at Adelaide Oval or at least I thought they did um, Viney needs a big one um, and they uh, I'm going to put a prediction that Adelaide wins and Jordan Lewis gets suspended again <laughs> entirely likely um, I'm going to put Adelaide up but I think they're going to give them an absolute fucking hiding in the first half and probably get about a 5-6 goal lead and then just cruise from there because yeah. the Adelaide well, well, aren't worried about percentage they're worried about coming in number one with wins. I'll disagree only on that last point because Adelaide do not um, let up at home. You know, the, we saw that against uh, the, the Tigers and they started like, it wasn't just percentage. It, I think it was more players looking at their individual goal tallies and thought, fuck it, I'll take a dip here. Well, I think that was it. They were still in cruise mode. Yeah. But they were like, all right, cruise it, give we it to Eddie. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Fucking bang, you've done it again. Yeah, Eddie's due for a big one too. He's had quiet games where he still kicked three. So he might have a loud game where he kicks eight. Mm, it could absolutely happen. Uh, the Tigers are hosting Fremantle at the MCG. Now, this is the game for the Tigers to get back on track. Well, it, it's interesting, though, because the, the way the teams match up, the outside run of Hill with uh, Hills, if uh, other other lads back, uh, with Fife giving the ball out to them, it really stacks up well against Richmond's um, lack of frantic pace. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it could very well do, but... Um but you've got to get that ball out, and you've got Dusty Martin running around. I mean, the thing really going for them is it's the MCG, and traditionally, you know, Frio struggle there. Mm. Um, I think they've already lost there once this year. I'm trying to remember who they played, but uh, it's escaping them now. I think it's going to be a fantastic, inter- uh, fantastically interesting game. Yeah, there's a lot to see in this game. Um, mm. Nankovic comes back, um, and him in Sanderlands would be a good test. Mm. Although, um, to Nankovic. be honest, um, his... Um, uh, was it Oleg? Or... 
Soldo. Soldo. Yeah. Uh, he was really good. He yeah. Was, uh, For his first game. Not bad. Hit out. Uh, considering he was pretty much hired on the back of being Marich's cousin. And, and 200 centimetres. Well, that, that was it. <laughs> that helps too. Hey, my cousin, my cousin needs a job. Uh, how big is he? Uh, almost 6'8", 6'9". Done. All right. Yep. Sounds good. Get him in. We'll get we'll get the mad Russian who's uh, <laughs> nearly seven foot. He's not Russian. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Whatever. Goes with it. Um, but, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tip the tikes. Yeah, I'm with the tikes. Have we tipped everything the same so far? I think no, we have. Uh, we probably. That's fucked. Um, well, I'm tipping Freo then. No, I'm not tikes. Well, I'm going Suns next round. So, the Suns versus Port in China. On uh, on. No, it's China. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> um, no, I, I think that uh, Port are going to have to try and make a statement in this game um, because they fought so hard to get the bloody game over there. Um, but I, I'm tipping that uh, the crowd favourite Suns will uh, will go down in this one. See, I'm, I'm going for them just because I think the Suns are more likely to pass customs. D- don't get me wrong. I want the Suns to win because I think <laughs> that would be hilarious. I'd love it. <laughs> I, I might actually tune into the Today Show. He, he's on the Today Show, isn't he? Not Sunrise? He's on one no, of he's on Sunrise. Yeah, right. All right, I'll tune into Sunrise then. No, you won't. You'll uh, wait till watch the YouTube clips. Probably. Fucking <laughs> but it, I, look, what Koshi has done here, I fully support. Yep. In moving the game um, to China, getting exposure around the world. Love it. Yep. What Gold Coast have done here to, <laughs> to stand and wear their home guernsey, I love that even more. Though. Absolutely. I love it. It's Gold Coast home game. Yeah. So when uh, Kochi's come out and you know tried to throw his urine about and said, <laughs> if you don't change, then you, you won't get to play. Like, yeah, we will. Okay. <laughs> well, you won't play next year. And the AFL's gone, well, that's not really your call, champ. He's like, well... <laughs> It's not going to happen. You're not our friend. <laughs> I'm not your best friend anymore. Unfollow. <laughs> um, and uh, the final uh, game on Mother's Day, and yeah, there you go, everybody. There's your warning. Mother's Day next week um, is uh, North and Sydney at Etihad Stadium. See, this will reveal could, could each be a team. Fascinating game. At whoever, this will reveal the the season of each team because North um, came off a zero five start, had a fucking tough. Uh, first half of the year. It kept saying, though, the, the signs were there. They were going in the right direction even though they were Norton 5. Mm. But their second half is very fucking soft. Yeah. Um, literally every game is winnable. And uh, a lot of those are against, uh, I think they play the Saints twice, Carlton, uh, Brisbane in the last oh, round. So, sorry, second half of the season. Yeah. I gotcha. Um, so, I, I don't want to get my hopes up because they fucking do this all the time. But it's one of the ones where if North win this game, Finals are on the on the uh, on the cards as a goal. It's, it's five and three, three and five rather. If they win this one, yeah, but um, their run is very fucking soft. They could easily, well, not easily, they could conceivably going into the bye with uh, not losing from there on, and then after the bye, a couple of losses here and there. It's good to see you're not looking ahead though. Just taking it one week at a time. Well, no, because <laughs> at the start of the season, I, I thought if we can get through with uh, one or two wins in the first six rounds, we should be good. We got you got one. You got two, and you thought, "Yep, that'll do." <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, it was fucking home from here. <laughs> it was at the low end of expectation, but uh, you know, keep a lid on it one week at a time. Blah blah. Uh, <coughs> Tarrant v uh, Buddy is uh, a great matchup. He's got a good record against Buddy. He does. Um, it's going to be interesting. Um, I, you know, what? I'm, I'm glad this game's at Etihad too, so that there's no rain or anything like that. So it'll be, yeah. a, you know, in theory, a cleaner game. Well, in the um, in my defence, the way I was uh, running with my thought process, if North does win then win this, they take on uh, Melbourne at the G, Melbourne having no Ruckman, no Ruckman. and North having six. It's their strength, yeah. Um, they take on Carlton at Etihad, which, you know, it's one of those uh, tough games. But it's still tough. It's still one that North should win. You, you don't know which Carlton rocks up. Yeah, and then you've got uh, Richmond at Etihad, which, uh, again, which Richmond walks up, you don't fucking know. Uh, then you've got Saints, which, you know... They're all around that mark in yeah. terms of it's not one that you'd uh, have a slam down win, but it's certainly one where you can expect to do well enough to win. Uh, yeah, I think you're going to walk into that one as underdogs. Oh, somehow. probably. We'll walk into the last one as underdogs. <laughs> and then you've got uh, Saints, which well, are, again is a definer. Well, that, that's the, the thing, though. I mean, you just knocked off the undefeated Adelaide, who are in red hot form. Yeah, so get, anything's let, possible. Let me get fucking carried away for a minute. <laughs> um, Bulldogs in round 14, which is, you know. Move to the next we, one. We can, we can tell as a loss. Uh, Suns. Upper Metricon, but still should give them a, a touch up. Uh, Dockers at Eddie had probably go in even money there. Dockers uh, at Eddie had, yeah, yep. yeah. 
Uh, Port Adelaide Oval, probably lose that. Uh, Essendon, give them a, a bit of a touch-up. And then uh, down in Tassie, Melbourne. And then uh, the run home is uh, Collingwood, Hawks, Saints and Lions. And probably split the difference and get two of those. So that ends up with about uh, 14 wins and North finish about seven. Okay, I'm surprised you just stopped at 14, to be honest. <laughs> I, I, I could see how you could get 30 wins out of the rest of the season. Oh, look, uh, I'm in full flight at the moment. And uh, fuck it, I was entering the season thinking there'd be uh, nothing for me to look forward to. But uh, I think uh, I'm pretty sure I tipped Proust to emerge, so I'm, I'm one up there. Um, yeah, he's killing it. In the he, he's done brilliantly. Killing it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, once we manage to pick up Dusty Martin, Josh Kelly next season, flag. I'm going to say, and Fife's going to play VFL for you? Oh, look, he'll have to earn his spot. Or, or you're going to, that's who you're going to trade Majak for. Majak for Fife, straight swap. I tell you, if they fucking do that, <laughs> whoever <laughs> signs off on that trade at Frio is I, getting a job I, at I us next season. You could try that trade on AFL Evolution, and even the game will go, come on, champ, come on, come on. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> All right, that'll do us this week. Hopefully this uh, episode actually gets uploaded uh, before the game start this time, so... Um, anyway, like we always say, go to the Facebook page, see us on SoundCloud or on Twitter, clickingballs.com. Yeah, if you see anyone at the game wearing the uh, MRP-approved MRP good bloke shirt, give us a wave because that's probably us. And Yeah, well, definitely is, so buy one, you bastards. <laughs> right. See ya. Right. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.